Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets show here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell, as always, to go through Tuesday's night of action. DJ, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I mean, it's not a 16-game slate, so it feels a little bit better, uh, kind of back to normal with what would have been, I guess, well, 10 total games turns into nine. Um, the DraftKings slate, Vandal slate, don't have all nine games because the Buffalo Sabres start at six uh, in a game that we hope ends up playing. But as of right now, we're not 100% positive. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing well. It's, you know, it's Tuesday night where we got a good slate here. We're kind of evening out the games, giving Chris Meany a little more to cover on his podcast other than one uh, game. And he got the doozy of a Columbus and Chicago game to cover, which was, he still made a whole show out of. So you got to give him a lot of respect, but Matt, <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm doing well. Um, you know, got got absolutely crushed on Monday night, so looking forward to get back on the horse here on uh, Tuesday. I know you uh, came pretty close. You were Brian Rust hit away from 20xing on a parlay. So yeah, yeah, um, that was painful. He yeah. he was they were giving him the looks on the power play at the end there. I thought we had an overtime chance, and I was like, yo, Rust and Crosby, just get it done for me here. Um, and did not quite do it. So. Uh, but without further ado, we don't need to live in the past. We're uh, a forward-thinking podcast uh, and video stream, so we'll get to the good stuff here. Uh, first off, though, if you haven't yet checked out FTN, FTN Bets, FTN Daily, you're definitely going to want to give that a look. Uh, use the promo code Mayo at checkout. Get yourself some good information. If you don't know where to go, you know that's definitely a good starting spot. Give it a try. See if you like it. Maybe you know if you get a 20x, like I almost hit, it's going to pay for itself in one hit. So. Why not give it a rip? Um, Matt, is there anything else that you want to cover before we get in on this? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I think the moment's passed, but you made a 100% positive joke, and I was going to make a New Jersey Devils uh, joke right <laughs> along with that. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a nice little segue into what we have here at 6 o'clock. Uh, not, not a normal starting time for us here, but the Sabres at Islanders. Uh, obviously, the Sabres coming off of their weekend. Uh you know, playing the Devils (laughs) and the Devils, I think they've now lost like 10 or 11 guys to the COVID list. Um, So we'll see if any cases pop up among the Sabres. I believe as of Monday night, they hadn't even left uh, for New New Jersey yet, or sorry, Long Island yet. Um, So, you know, hopefully that happens in this game plays, but in any case, let's just get right into it because the Islanders here are installed as an early minus 130 favorite. And the over-unders at five and a half, uh, the under slightly favored. DJ, how do you feel about this game? I mean, as a personal preference, I don't like to bet on Sabres games just because I'm a fan of the Sabres. And I think it warps my vision of, you know, what's going on. And as I mentioned, it might be a negative vision most of the time. Um, so I try not to touch money lines when it comes to the Sabres because I, I inhale all of their content and I have done that my whole life. So I'm probably going to stay away from this game just as my own philosophy, but I think, you know, there is some decent value to be had as far as, you know, just hammering, uh, you know, the Islanders and maybe the under, because I think this game is going to be super low. I'm not even convinced it's going to play. So I'm not spending a ton of time on it. Also, it's not on the main DraftKings slate, like I mentioned. So I'm not going to give it too much thought. Uh, I think if you're going to get really anything, I wouldn't mind going around with a little bit of a, you know, like a, no goal first period or something just kind of feels like that's something that's pretty ripe for the taking. It's not crazy, crazy good odds, but you're always going to be okay with parlaying that in there. Um, Is there anything you like here? Um, So the one player prop I'm looking at is the Rasmus Dahlin shot total uh, two and a half. The over, you can get plus money on that. 
Uh, Dalene's just shooting a lot this year. Like he's, you know, it's something that we've talked about a lot. Um, and uh, the other show has too, but um, it's just a guy that I think it's just, you know, sort of underpriced in terms of his, uh, you know, betting odds there. So I yeah. feel the same way about the, the money lines for the most part, um, you know, being bludgeoned by the Buffalo Sabres for the entirety of my, you know, basically childhood into adulthood has sort of just basically deadened me to like actual like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a good bet. It's a bad bet uh, sort of like being swayed. Uh, in this case, though, it really there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, I don't think the Islanders are that good. And I don't think the Sabres are that good. So this just feels about right. Um, yeah. So I don't think I'm taking either side of the yeah. total or the money line. Yeah, the Sabres, we, they might have Reinhardt back, but we still don't know. They had middle stab with Eichel and Olofsson. So I think anytime Olofsson plays with Eichel, it's worth considering his his goal prop. It did hit the other night, which I did have. Um, the other night, it hit in that 1 o'clock Devils game on Saturday. Um, it's not the greatest, greatest odds in the world at plus 275. It was a little bit better last time. But if he's with Eichel, power play one and you know, five on five. I mean, that's definitely a, an avenue that I want to consider at maybe better odds if you can get him on FanDuel. But we can keep moving. This is a pretty boring game. So we'll get to the Dallas at Columbus game next if you're ready. Yeah, I just wanted to complain about the uh, the NHL on that Saturday. Uh, there was nothing going on in sports. And no. what did they do besides, you know, they, they scheduled eight games at seven o'clock. They roll out the Sabres at Devils at one o'clock. Basically, island game, nothing else going on. That was some of the worst hockey I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it was so bad. It was uh, so just kudos to the NHL for once again, absolutely nailing it. They, they couldn't have put, you know, Toronto at four o'clock or something like, you know, you just. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> understand. Guys. Like every sport watches March Madness. Just take all of the ratings forever. Every year. They're like all day. You can watch our sport all day. And there's no other sport wants to replicate it. I don't there's, understand. But there's not even the Pro Bowl this year. Like, yeah, how do you, how all do you, you had to that? do was just make it like the day of hockey on Saturdays this yeah. year. Like there's nothing right. else going on, but yeah, we, yeah, we could, we could sit on our NHL doesn't market the game. Well, uh, we can make a whole podcast about it. Maybe we will, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's get over to Dallas at Columbus. We might see Patrick line. We still don't know for sure. I think we're both kind of of the mindset that it's likely, I guess he practiced, but not with the team. He doesn't have any player props. So you're not going to get me uh, avenue on that front, but do you think this you know helps Columbus? Is it you know hurt some players? What what are you thinking about this? Right yeah, now? so just sort of off the jump, um, we don't have a lot of certainty. He hasn't been able to practice with them yet. We don't really know like who his center is going to be even. Um, so a lot of that sort of guesswork. My best guess, the thing I feel most confident about, is that the way that Torts has deployed his power play so far has been. Um, you know, Bjorkstrand on the right side of the formation, Wierenski or Seth Jones in the middle. It's been Wierenski lately. I think they stick with that. And then they just put Patrick Laine in, you know, where Patrick Laine lives on that top to left circle. Um, so, you know, anytime I can get those three guys, you know, I'm thinking like DFS here. Um, I think that's worth a stab, um, especially when a guy like Bjorkstrand is just so underpriced. Um, you know, so you're looking at this game, the odds to score, Bjorkstrand has the best odds, and he is like 2.5K less than Dennis Gurionov, who is, you know, right after him in terms of the player prop. So it just seems like an obvious place to me to buy, you know, Bjorkstrand in DFS. However, from a betting perspective, I don't really know if that makes sense, and I'm hoping that we get some Patrick Laine uh, odds to just smash the overs on because I'm looking forward to this. 
Yeah, I think my favorite bet in this game would be Jamie Ben to get one point at plus 100, just because he did take over that first power play job from Gariano. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the you know, the focal point of it by any means, but, you know, first power play plus a hundred, he's, you know, back, he has been a decent, you know, rate shooter and player overall top line, top minutes. I mean, I don't really know why his odds are the same as Zach Wierenski getting a point doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense. Um, do you like that odds or I know you're not the biggest Jamie Ben fan in the world. So <laughs> I, I know I'm just saying like plus a hundred for eight, one point from a first power play first line, Jamie Ben. No, you are entirely right. Um, and where I said my emotions do not, you know, sway me on the Buffalo Sabres, they absolutely do on Jamie Ben. Uh, this guy's the worst. I can't believe he won a Art Ross trophy, like within the last decade. Um, he skates like he's 75 and yeah, I'm just not a big Jamie Ben guy, but yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's, uh, the best player prop that you could get, uh, for the exact reason you said, you know, it's, um, you know, better odds than a guy like Bjorkstrand, um, and Jamie Ben is going to be very involved. And I think that's, uh, yeah, you know, I think that's minutes, sharp on your part. 20 minutes. He had a goal and assist last game. It just, you know, I'm not yeah. saying he's going to do that every game, but when you play with Rupe Hintz and Radulov, who has really been the setup man, um, it just, it just leads me to like either of those hints and, or Ben, if you could get hints at a point too, it's not on DraftKings, but, um, you know, maybe take the hints two points if it's somewhere, I don't know, get, get crazy, but we can move over to the next game if you're ready, unless if there's anything else you want to cover. I think we'll, right, let's go ahead. Pretty good job on a five and a half. Is there any money line stuff you like there before we move? Like um, you, it's five, it's five right now. Yeah. I think I just like Columbus, like the, yeah. the, the line there, but otherwise, um, you know, I, it's been very, uh, very impressive so far this year. Home teams are something ridiculous. Uh, I think I saw like 85, 43 and 17 or something at one point. And obviously, you know, all that stuff is, you know, you got to take into account who actually it was and all that, which obviously the straight lines don't. Um, but it, it was sort of just, it's the mindset of they're a slight home underdog. And I think Columbus and Dallas are pretty similar. Um, yeah. you know, we saw some of the luster taken away from Dallas after Carolina really shut them down for most of the weekend that they're going to yeah. get a little out of hand, but um, yeah. So in any case, so let's move over to Vancouver at Montreal. Uh, this game was an absolute bloodbath yet again. You know, Montreal, I think they're four for four, three for three, something like that in terms of just uh, embarrassing Vancouver. And, you know, on team, I'm on team uh, Vancouver absolutely sucks. So <laughs> let's just, let's just keep that riding, man. Like, um, you know, we're getting, let's see, we're getting Montreal at minus 180 pretty steep odds, but I don't know, like they just seem so much better than them every single time they play. Um, and Vancouver's just can't seem to stop them defensively. So how do you feel about this six and a half total? I mean, it, it's really hard again for me to not, I think I'd like the under just because it's a back-to-back -back a little bit. Um, I don't think that both Vancouver goalies are going to be inept every single night. Um, you know, I think, you know, you're going to get a different guy fresh in there. I, I think I like the under. They got, you know, what ended up being eight. Is it over yet? It's over, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's finishing over. at eight. Um, I, I think I like the under a little bit. Six and a half is steep for a back-to-back. -back. You know, I'm not going to target it every time. I'm not sure if it's going to fit into any of my parlays, really, just because just because of how bad the goaltending has been for Vancouver. But, you know, if we get Carey Price and Demko, I'm just probably going to put the under in my consideration set. Other than that, you know, I think you get some – 
some decent value in a couple guys as far as uh, one point. I mean, I, I don't mind Gallagher at all for a goal either. I think that he's, you know, plus 170 might not be enough for me to, to bite, but I really do like him to score. Um, is there anyone else here that you're considering? They finally kind of got Weber in the right spot as far as what his money line is to score. So I don't know if there's anyone else that's kind of piquing your interest here. Yeah, I mean, to to score, um, I don't think Weber's a great play, but to get a point, no. he's minus 106 again. Uh, you can also get his shot totals, I think, uh, you know, maybe a little bit off of that after these last two games out of Weber and Petrie yeah. sort of taking the driver's seat in terms of shooting. But, um, you know, long-term, I'm betting on Shea Weber being a better rate shooter than Petrie. So this seems like a you know great opportunity to do that. Uh, but yeah, that point prop on Shea Weber, I believe you bet it on Monday night. And yeah, yeah I, I had I had to tell that with you. It, it, it almost didn't get there. It took them, it I think, their sixth got. goal. But yeah, he was the last one. He, he got it oh done God. for you. So yeah, he, uh, he was leading them on ice time too. I just couldn't get a point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it it did end up hitting. So yeah, we can we can move over to Carolina at Chicago, which I think has a lot of good DraftKings value as far as Carolina side. There's a lot of good uh, value there. Um, I don't know. We we can get to that later. We'll get to that when we get to our favorite stacks. Uh, but overall, I mean, it's going to be tough to take that money line in Carolina unless if you're doing a parlay. But I'm definitely considering it. I think they far superior to Chicago on a night to night basis. I think they'll outshoot them by a pretty good margin. So you'd really, you know, would need a goalie to absolutely stand on their head in Chicago, which uh, Lankinen has done. But other than that, I'm just not buying it. So I like the Carolina side of this a good bit. Um, I considering the puck line, I think they're what minus one and a half um, to get yep. a little bit better odds. I think they have a pretty good chance at doing that. So Matt, what do you think there? Yeah, so, you know, Chicago should be really overmatched here. Um, it's a matter of if Kevin Lankinen, who we assume will start, can continue being one of the best goalies in the league. Um, you know, it's been pretty absolutely incredible, honestly, that he's been able to keep this team competitive. Um, so, you know, I'm not necessarily banking on any goalie to, you know, like save their bacon or anything. But it is sort of like, it's not quite the auto bet that I think like people sort of associate with Malcolm Subban, who sort of has a proven track record of being a below average NHL goalie. Um, you know, Lankinen could actually be, you know, decent. So it's not quite as, you know, automatic as it might seem. There actually is some value on the Chicago side because they sort of refigured their top six. It looks like Patrick Kane will be skating with uh, Kurishev and... Geez, I'm blanking on the other guy here um, on his wing. But in any case, okay, but Kurashev, you look at like his, you know, his goal odds and he's priced below a guy like Dylan Strom and Pia Suter. And Pia Suter seems like he got demoted to the fourth line. So like, you know, they're not crazy good odds. I might just bet Patrick Kane, honestly, to score it there. Um, but I think it's right about uh, at value. So if you think that Chicago keeps this game close, you know, that top line should be the, you know, the, the key. Um, yeah, it's the G- mark. That's right. Matthias Janmark. Yeah, plus yep. 430 for him. So even better yeah. odds than Kurashev. Yeah. I mean, they both are on that second power play, which sees very little run, but it's, well, it, it's you know, an option. Yeah, no, it, they also will play with Patrick Kane on that second power play because Patrick Kane plays all the he power plays. Yeah. <laughs> Him, Eichel, and Ovechkin decide they don't come off the ice. It's pretty neat. But yeah. other than that, um, are there any of these shot props that you kind of like? I mean, I don't know if 
if you're if there's any that are super enticing to you, I think I've been really riding that Kuba leak over two and a half, and it's finally not a positive. Uh, he was like, he was like plus one twenty one night. I was like, this is stupid. So I jammed that in everywhere. But yeah, the so this is dependent, I think, on Teravainen playing. I don't think he does. Um, I think he's still out here. So Svechnikov is line. I mean, Kubalik and Svechnikov meant two guys. I know we've bet back and forth basically yeah, every game for the last week now. And Svechnikov over two and a half at minus one thirty nine. It's just a bad line. Svechnikov yeah. is one of the best rate shooters in the league he should be priced more like a Brendan Gallagher who you're basically getting at over three and a half for almost the same odds here. Like that just sort of seems like a, you know, a mispricing. Svetrikov should touch 20 minutes here if the game's anywhere near close. And if they blow him out, well, you know, <laughs> Svetrikov is probably going to be the guy putting the nail in the coffin. The Svetrikov two goal prop is definitely going to find its way somewhere into some, a small parley um, yeah. for sure for me. So that, that is, that's spicy. Yeah, um, absolutely. And just the shots are much more reliable, I think, which is why I sort of, uh, you know, don't don't necessarily ball out quite like you do in terms of the multi goal stuff. But um, yeah, I got to I got to simmer on those. I feel like a little <laughs> <laughs> all right. They get me in trouble. They get me in trouble. Hey, they always do, don't they? It's, it's the ones that yeah. look the most appealing. Um, yes. All right. Let's get over to Arizona at St. Louis. Um, you know, this one doesn't necessarily jump off the page. It's another five and a half over under. So right off the bat, I don't really think there's a whole lot to like here, but uh, DJ, any players here interest you or like any facets of this game? Uh, I mean, I think when we get to DraftKings. I, I am a little bit in on uh, Chikrin, especially if he continues without OEL in the lineup. It sounds like that's going to be the case. Um, I'm not overly bullish on him anywhere else. I mean, he's plus 510 for a goal. I, I mean, he shoots enough to where I'm considering it, but I just don't love defensemen. I, I definitely would just take that solo if I did anything with it, but um, I think it's a decent long shot bet, but not my favorite. As far as shots go, um, I, I was really hoping he might be on here, but he isn't. Um, neither is Garland. They kind of just took the worst possible players from Arizona as far as shots and just put him out there for you to consider. Uh, Peron at over two and a half is just still not free money, but pretty close to free money. He's hit like every single night um, at plus 115. You know, I probably include that in some parlays because like I said, he hits it every night. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't consider it. Um, it's not the best matchup in the world, but it's not a bad matchup by any stretch. So I think that's you know the, the easiest thing to throw in a parlay. Um, it's, yeah, I'm that, so. I'm smashing that Perron. You know, I'm just yeah. riding that until he gets the credit he deserves. You know, playing with Ryan O'Reilly is just one of the best trigger man type setups that a guy could have. Um, so I like that. I did take a look at FanDuel because FanDuel does have some more odds. Uh, Jake Chitron over two, minus one fifty four, and then yeah. uh, Connor Garland over two and a half is plus one hundred four. So dang. Um, yeah, Connor Garland's been fired a lot. His his individual course he per, uh, per game has been super yeah. high, like yeah. some of the best in the league. So he and, and just like if you look at the lines, you can just kind of see why that's happening. Um, he's been playing with what Schmaltz and oh man, I'm totally playing Keller. Um, and those guys have just been not shooting to get him the puck to shoot. So it just <laughs> all makes sense. Like, and on the power play, I mean, they kind of been running two units pretty evenly, and he's just so clearly the guy. He does correlate with uh Chikrin as well, who have also been the guy. I mean, I don't think it's a perfect scenario, but it really is kind of your Ovi Carlson situation where 
uh, very watered down. <laughs> it's the skim milk <laughs> version of the whole milk yeah. product, but uh, that's what they're trying to do is get Carlin to shoot. And when he's not, then feed it to Chikorin to have the shot. So um, yeah, the, the, that is, that's some, some good stuff over there. Uh, we could probably move over now. I think, yeah, obviously I mean, we, we mentioned some of the St. Louis, but is there anything else? I think them? the last show we did, I talked about this exact same thing with the Arizona game, um, but just betting the under like by period, I think is decent. Um, you know, first period, I'm going right back to it. Zero, zero going into the second, you can get it at plus 300. You know, these two teams, I think really just come out and just try and, you know, establish the four check and dump and chase and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't think Jordan Cairo scores his obligatory two goals until the second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cause this guy has been an absolute monster, you know, like uh, I, I know Eric's, you know, hyped them up on the, the Monday show has a bit more season long talk than we're able to do just given, you know, all the games you have to deal with here. Um, but Kyrou has been freaking incredible. So, you know, scoop him up despite the low minutes, like he's just getting all the run uh, offensively, like all the, you know, the face-offs uh, zone, zone starts, that kind of thing. Like he's just great. So yeah. um, should have been you know, a Zaber. Good job. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that Patrick Berglund. What's, what's he up to? Um, yeah. yeah. Not Thanks. around. Anyways, though, we'll move on to the back-to-back rematch Calgary at Winnipeg, which I think just finished up in a shootout win for Calgary. Um, you know, this game, I don't believe we'll have Dubois in yet. Is that, I think that's pretty much official, right? Um, yeah, that that's almost I think he's certain. definitely out. Um, so you're kind of writing the same lines, Matt. I think you had him. I know we had what Shifley with Shifley centered cop and uh Ellers, and then Stastny centered Connor and Wheeler. Um, okay, so definitely a little bit of a different look. I mean, I was very in on Connor to have I had him at you know uh, over one point, and that worked. Uh, so I think, you know, I still am really, really in on Connor. I think Wheeler is a great setup man in general. Um, he sometimes takes the, the reins and shoots a bit, but I think he's kind of back to that setup Connor narrative. So I like that a lot. Um, I don't think you're going to get very favorable odds on Connor. He's th- over three and a half plus plus one thirty-five. I think that's fair, but I'm not jamming that in, or I'm not forcing that in like a five-way parlay that just feels like a little bit too much variance for me. But is there any other prop line here if you get it at two and a half jam that in for sure especially if it's close to the the mid-range but is there anyone here that you're really feeling like a little feverish on a little bit in on um yeah johnny gajo to get a point like you know he's basically like i mean he's probably still slightly worse than wheeler and shifley and like i get it those guys are just been there done that for so long um but this top line i think is just you know i think they're gonna make their presence known here uh they honestly it looked like they had like 10 good chances and just a, a little bit that I was able to watch of that game on Monday. And I think Gaudreau just gets you there. You could bet the Monaghan shot prop. I'm a little bit dicier on that. And you know, the, the odds would sort of confirm that given it's over two and a half at plus plus one thirty-five. Um, But I think that the Gaudreau to Monaghan setup, you know, uh, DFS might be overshadowed by this Edmonton monster looming in the background. But in terms of player props, um, I think that these two guys are about as steady as they come. And I think they're just slightly undervalued here against this disastrous Winnipeg defense. Do you have any interest in Paul Stastny at plus 350 for a goal? I mean, he has shown flashes of being a decent rate shooter, 
Uh, Wheeler setting him up. I mean, do you think they might after the two goal onslaught, or not onslaught, I guess the two goal game from Cotter, they might key in on him a little bit more and that might open the yeah, door. It's it's weird. So, you know, this might be a little too inside hockey to be relevant from like a, you know, a betting perspective, but maybe it's not. Um, so with line a gone, they've basically moved Shifley from like that Patrice Bergeron spot to playing where line a played sort of on the outside. And as a result, they've moved Connor across the formation instead of being down low. He's sort of set up as like the opposite side trigger man. So Blake Wheeler's not really there trying to feed it into the, the high slot like he was with Shifley. So with Stastny in that role, he just doesn't really have a place to shoot from, it seems like. He's more there to just sort of create chaos, create traffic. Um, so I don't know. Like I, I don't love it, but I do get it because he's on that top power plane. It is pretty dynamic. So yeah, right. I just don't know if I love the role that he's in, I just, I just think, the way you know, this offense got, works. Plus 350 for Stastny, and then right in between him is Dominic Simone and Matthew Perot. Um, yeah. I, I just think, like, you know, you look in this area, there's guys that either, A, don't play at all, like Vaseline in there. I don't think he's is he even played yet. Like It's fourth line, yeah. Yeah, it's fourth line. It's just like, why is he priced there? And I don't know, but we can we can move on. I think, I mean, you know. Yeah. It's worth considering in like a two-man type of thing, but I'm not going to be forcing it by any stretch. Um, that would bring us over, though, to the Minnesota-Colorado game. This is the one with the biggest news. Obviously, we're hoping the best for Nathan McKinnon. I wore the Colorado jersey in honor. Um, it's actually a Paul Korea, in case you're wondering. Uh, Slows the tags. Very nice, <laughs> but, very nice. But, yeah, I, I, it's, I you know, had to wear it in honor of Nathan McKinnon. We hope he's doing well. It sounds like it's a little bit better than they originally thought. He's only dated, listed day-to-day right now. It's not expected to be overly serious. But this does definitely change things up quite a bit. So, Matt, what is Colorado, are we thinking, going to do? Or at least what they did last game. Yeah, so, you know, no McKinnon leaves a giant hole in their power play. Um, and if you think about it, you know, McKinnon's a right-hand shot sort of plays, you know, that that left flank. So you kind of want a right-hand shot if, you know, if you're going to replace that. And you think about their top power play, it's Landeskog, Rantanen, Kadri. Obviously, those guys are all lefties. So unless they're going to put, you know, say a Bowen Byram running the point and move McCarr over, they're almost certainly going to play GT Comfort there like they did when McKinnon went out in the third period. Um, so throughout that entire third period, JT Comfort played on the top power play and he played in the McKinnon role. And like, look, JT Comfort is not Nate McKinnon and you will never hear anyone say, you know, anything to that effect. But when you're talking, you know, 2.8 on DraftKings and, you know, just insanely good goal scoring odds on these books, like I think he's worth a plunge just, you know, as like if he can even create 75% of what McKinnon is, those are great odds. Um, so I think he also slides up to center the second line and then Kadri goes up to the first line. So, you know, it's not ideal to not have Nate McKinnon there, especially with Rantanen and Landis Gog, you know, at their normal lofty prices on DFS and, you know, betting wise. Um, but through Kadri and through Comfort, especially, I think you just get some, you know, pretty solid odds there. Um, so from the actual, like, betting sides. I do think that this makes uh, the Minnesota value like really, really interesting because they just simply aren't getting a lot of respect here. Um, You know, this remember they just won that last game that had a healthy Nate McKinnon for two thirds of it. Um, And they're plus plus one forty eight here, taking them on, on the road. Maybe they can get uh, their top guns away from Joel Erickson neck. But boy, that guy is an absolute That's, monster. Um, played right. 20 minutes, shut them down, and 
they're just a solid defensive squad. So I kind of like Minnesota and I kind of like the under uh, from a betting perspective. Yeah, I, I agree with the undertake because they really did everything they could in their power. And Minnesota was home, so they had a little bit of that added benefit was to get Greenway, Erickson, and Hartman out against the McKinnon line. I think they're going to do it again, regardless of who centers it. Um, it definitely worked in Minnesota's favor. They did a good job keeping them at bay. Um, McKinnon did have two assists, but, you know, nevertheless, they did kind of keep that line pretty well, you know, controlled as well as you can against one of the best lines in hockey. I think without McKinnon, it's even going to be better. Uh, I really don't have much interest in Ranton and Orlandeskog without McKinnon with that line covering it. So I definitely like the under here. I like the Minnesota side, but I think I like the under a bit more if it stays at what is it six, right? Yeah. Six. I yep. think, you know, I, I I'm going to be including that somewhere in a parley, not nothing crazy, maybe like a three. Uh, but I think that's pretty solid overall. Um, I don't know. It, it's hard because I was really hoping to get someone from this Colorado side that maybe juiced odds. I think Comper still is, is tough to, for me to really sink my teeth into at plus 335 to score. Like, I don't think that's overly likely. Um, I think I'm a little more interested if I could get Kale McCarr shots. Uh, it's not on DraftKings, unfortunately. It might be over on FanDuel. But I think we kind of both agreed that the Minnesota forces defenseman to shoot narrative is strong enough for me to want to look if I can continue that um, in some capacity. And it's shown up both games for McCarr back-to-back. Uh, they definitely four shots to the point. If you could get that shot prop, I think it's pretty good against them overall on most games. You know, we can definitely go over this in more detail. If you have interest in hearing from us, just send us a DM and we can give you more information. But just heat map wise, normally Minnesota does allow more shots from the point. Uh, Matt, do you, I don't know if you have FanDuel up to see that, but do they have Makar over there or no? Um, I don't. I, I mean, I imagine they do. Um, okay. That, that so, seems like the perfect yeah. thing to just, you know, check make sure you do shopping, you know, make sure yeah, you're shopping yeah. lines when you're betting because it's very useful. Um, yeah. You know, I think DraftKings has the best interface, which is why we sort of, you know, use them. And yeah, I like DraftKings, but uh, you know, there's certainly other options available out there. Right. Um, one I'm last buyer yeah. take from this game, Brad Hunt to score plus 950 defenseman. Yeah. Uh, he's been used as a power play specialist through for, for most of the season. Um, however, with Matt Dumber going out, he's really had to take on like an actual defensive role. And that's not going to mean 20 minutes a night for Brad Hunt, but really you're playing him for that power play. You're playing him for that shot. Um, and he sets up, you know, sort of as the one-timer option on that second unit. Um, so, you know, you're talking a, a, a smidge over 10% to score, maybe not the best, you know, just straight up odds that, you know, you could ever get, but I think that's right in the ballpark. And at such long odds, you know, like, um, I think that that's a, a reasonable thing, uh, you know, as long as Dumba's out to just sort of say, hey, look, he's getting 15 minutes. He's got a wicked shot and he's going to use yeah. it. Uh, let, let's bank on one trying to find the back of the net there because, you know, you're not getting anyone at worse odds than that, let's just say. Uh, yeah. So let's move on. Uh, you know, second to last game, we have Anaheim at the Kings. I kind of just want to take a nap and recharge for this Ottawa Edmonton doozy coming up. But uh, any any thoughts on Anaheim and LA here? Oh, I mean, I think, you know, I'm going right back to the well. I had a player prop on Raquel to score. I'm going back to it. I think I'm just going to take it till it breaks, uh, breaks my bank account or me. Uh, He has been shooting a ton. Matt, you had the exact stat. I'm not sure if you still have it up. I can add live a little longer if you need me to. I I, I just remember it because it was so staggering. Um, (laughs) So, so far this year, uh, 
you know, you use hockeyviz.com and they have like a power play tool. I think it's for subscribers only, but by the way, subscribe there. It's the best hockey website you could imagine. And you can look at a team's power play. And basically, you know, when Raquel's on the ice, you can see how many shots have they taken and where is he taking the shots from? And obviously how many of them. So they have 25 shots on the power play with Raquel on the ice. Uh, by the way, it's actually pretty terrible because they have like 21 total minutes and that rate is not very good. But in any case, Raquel has taken 12 of them, 50%. So you're talking Ovi normally gets like 35% of the power play shots. And, you know, that's them funneling shots to Ovi. So Raquel in a relatively small sample is actually eating up all of the shots. Um, that's not a surprise. You know, he's playing with Ryan Getzlaff, still one of the best passers in the league. Um, and he's just playing 20 minutes a night on a team that needs him to shoot. So, you know, Raquel's shot prop, I think, is, you know, among the best bets you can make here. Yeah. Um, to score, yeah, I'm not sure I'm banking on anyone scoring in this game, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I think both are just, you know, extremely good values. I'm just considering throwing 10 on, like, Raquel first goal and just, like, maybe something else just because yeah. I, I don't really care about money. You know what? <laughs> I, I think if every player in this game, like he has such good odds of scoring, if you took $10 on him to score the first goal and get 140 back on it, that's just like real nice if they get an early power play and just funnel him the puck. And he has a good shot. So I definitely like his shot prop yeah. over um, that. That's really, I think, a, a pretty easy take. Um, so, yeah, I think other than that, though, I'm not overly interested. I'd be, I'd be interested in maybe doing like you said and just doing like a zero zero after the first prop i think that's uh oh man where is it do you have it up i'm trying to scroll through everything um yeah plus 310 plus yeah plus 310 i think that's that's pretty reasonable too to consider um but with that we'll get to the the biggest game of the slate the six and a half over under main match edmonton minus 210 at home not touching that uh but the connor mcdavid leon dreisaitl 80 point game um can't miss hockey if you like if you if you hate defense it is can't miss stuff um boy obviously on DraftKings they've really jacked up the price 9k McDavid I'm not sure if we've ever seen a 9k forward uh this I don't is think so player um in general it's pretty crazy uh so you know where are you looking to go first I know we'll talk about DraftKings briefly in a minute because I think we're going pretty long right now but what do you think about this game is there anything that you're kind of in on immediately uh, is all of it an option? Because, uh, you yes. know, like, it's it's just kind of silly. I mean, you watched that game on Sunday, and it was – the silly part of it was that it was literally all on the power play. Um, yeah. You know, even at five-on-five, five, Ottawa sort of – I mean, they, they sort of dominated. Like, it was crazy. It was just like, all right, some, you know, ice till, ice till, oh, stupid penalty – uh, Gabranson puck over the glass, like, you know, Gabranson doing something else stupid. Uh, by the way, Eric is not very good. Um, and then just still oh, on the power play immediate goal. And so, you know, that's, you know, it is what it is. But when you look at some of these lines, like two score, I don't really understand why dry and McDavid are minus one Oh four and Nugent Hopkins is plus one ninety. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I know those two guys are the most likely to score, but are they that much more likely to score than Nugent Hopkins? I don't think so. Um, so that right away sort of strikes me as like an obvious just uh, value in terms of RNH. Um, yeah. 
He's also minus 240 for a point, and McDavid's minus 500. Like, they basically priced it out of consideration, just, like, yeah. trying to be unreal cute with it. And, like, I just think, you know, Nugent Hopkins is, I, I would say, not equally likely to get a point, but, again, pretty freaking equally likely to get a point. Like, he's going to see a ton of run and power, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, you're not going to get anything else that's too crazy. Like, you could go for the three-point McDavid at plus 385. I think that's that could be something to consider, but betting on three points is still tough. Um yeah, I mean, sh- <laughs> can you bet on three power plays? Because, you know, that that, that might hit for three power plays. I mean, plays. you can. I, I think on you could bet on the – Oh, no, I, I just points. meant literally yeah. if you want to bet on – Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but – You can bet on anything, Matt. <laughs> that's fair. Um, what do you want to bet on? We'll do it. All right, one other guy just in terms of, uh, you know, maybe daily fantasy more so than betting is James Neal. Now that Alex Chason got waived – uh, you know, yeah. I don't expect him to play as a result of being waived, of course. Normally they, normally um, they don't. Normally they do not. And it's either Pugliarvi or Neil on that top power play. Neil scored a power play goal last game. My guess is Chase on being waived is like, hey, we don't need you here anymore. We have James Neal. And they should have done that immediately. They should have done that last year for, you know, for all we're talking <laughs> about. But, you know, like James Neal is here. Uh, he's only 3,400 on DraftKings, and I believe he's a steal on FanDuel as well. So, you know, you're taking a bit of a leap of faith, but I think it's one certainly worth taking, um, you know, just to get some cheap exposure to this, you know, high-flying Oilers offense and maybe getting a bit contrarian in terms of uh, your DFS play. Um, so I'm not sure I'm betting him at plus 245 to score. One guy at deeper odds that I do think is interesting is Mike Riley. And this will be oh, my dude. last bet. Yeah, probably going to be yeah. plus okay. seven hundred for Thomas Shabbat's direct replacement. You know, like, yeah, Riley is not the best shooter in the world, but he's, you know, he's got a decent shot. And Thomas Shabbat, yeah. I think, has scored two power play goals in his life. So, you know, like he's, I think Riley could even be a better power play shooter than Shabbat is, just given yeah. what we know. So, uh, plus seven hundred there, I think, is. Know, pretty good odds yeah and you know this is maybe deep diving a little too much but they did take off uh oh my god josh norris who was kind of the, seemingly one of the trigger guys on that power play for Derek stepan who just isn't as much of a shooter so just kind of scripting it that way it just raises riley's status a little bit even more that they're like they don't know who to have shoot so like maybe that's the guy that they're going to try to get the puck a little bit more and um you know a game during that even more you could get like who stands in net front stack them maybe as like a contrarian two-man stack but while we're talking stacks why don't we get to some of our favorite stacks of the night um and then get the people out of here before we we bore them a little too much <laughs> with our yeah, endless yeah. edmonton talk um the obviously the edmonton stack is really in play it doesn't matter the price you can definitely make it work i'll just keep talking the stack that i think will help make that edmonton stack work if you want to get dry mcdavid barry nugent hopkins it's really, really cheap. It's in the a really good matchup, and I think it gets a good amount of minutes. Uh, it would be Martin Nachos at 3-4 with his direct correlated power play partner and Jake Gardner. Now, I'm not the biggest Jake Gardner fan in general, but second power play, they have been giving it a decent amount of run. He's seeing you know 18 to 20 minutes a night with seemingly a floor that exists. Um, he has three points in six games, nothing crazy. Obviously, if he scores, he smashes, but 2-9 for a guy like uh second power play against Chicago, that seems pretty fair. 
Um, he definitely has a pedigree with him as well. And then getting Martin Nachos, who I think is actually really going to start to take over. He might be a guy to consider in super deep um, season longs as well. If you, you know, have a, have a 12 man or, you know, a really big roster, Martin Nachos is seeing like 20 minutes of ice time for Carolina. That might change a little bit with Turbo possibly coming back. Um, and I think if you play those two with Nino Niederreiter as well, who has had, you know, had the goal last game, it, it all kind of fits together nicely. Um, super cheap, three-man, and it'll help you get the top guys from Edmonton. Yeah, no, I, and I, I think that is a good way to approach a slate, just sort of thinking about it from the Edmonton perspective, um, because it's not just that their implied team total is so high. It's not just because they're in the best matchup or whatever. It's because their offense is so concentrated around a, a basically three dudes. Um, and yeah, I think I can add in James Neal and Ty Berry and feel pretty confident about that. But like, it's just very easy to sort of think about the slate from that perspective. And so when you're looking at these cheap stacks, I think the, you know, the Niederreiter, uh, Nachos look is perfect. And then yeah, Gardner's not sexy, but he's what, 2.6 playing 2.9, you know, sub 3k decent minutes uh, correlated. Like, I think that's how you, uh, you know, that's how you sort of rise to the top with GPPs. You get three three points on one goal, basically. Um, So, you know, that was a long first stack, but yep, there um, we go. One cheaper stack that I think uh, that, you know, I'm liking here is this Jerkstrand price is just too low, 4,300 for him. Um, You know, I I think he plays with Texier and we've seen his price go up a little bit to 4,800. But, you know, you can also get a Zach Wierenski or a Seth Jones, depending on which one you like more right around that 5k mark. Um, you know, but I just think it really just hinges on the fact that Bjergstrand is so underpriced that especially if line a plays, I mean, you know, you're looking at, I think not a lot of ownership for what could be a really revitalized power play. Um, so that's where I'll go sort of like a mid tier ish cheap stack. Um, do you, have any more in mind or do you want me to take one more? You take one more. I I, I was going to do the same exact one I did on our other podcast, morning skate podcast. And I was like, wait, I don't want to deadly repeat both of my stacks. Like that seems <laughs> yeah. like a waste of people's time that they listen to both. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you should be listening to both, especially if you're playing DFS because you know, we go over DFS very specific by position. Yes. We talk a lot of, you know, game theory elements and all that. So, um, the other stack, which I, now that you mention it, maybe we should just save it, you know, uh, for the lucky listeners who tune in the both, but um, I'll just say it because JT wow. Comfer is just too cheap. I mentioned it before. He should be centering Brandon Saad and um, Burakovsky. Like those guys are all just mega cheap. Um, same deal with the Carolina guys. Like, you know, there's just a lot of correlation there. There's more ice time than, uh, most other guys at that price and this one's you know a pretty good matchup so um i think that that's another you know just really high value lower end stack so let's say dj you're not playing edmonton you're going way out on the limb you might fall off you're paying up you know you have all the money in the world now at this point yeah. you know what are you doing with it where are you spending uh you know any ideas there I think if you're going, you know, you're, you're staying away from Edmonton completely. I would just stack up Calgary, Winnipeg, even though it's a back-to-back, I really think this game projects to have a, a good amount of points. Um, regardless, it's like you mentioned, you could do kind of like a Monaghan, Goudreau, Wheeler, Connor type of thing. 
and or you know you could you can really mix and match it a bit more if you'd like. Um, I think the defenseman you might want to key in on is Rasmus Anderson uh, for Calgary. I think at fifty four hundred he's just a little bit too cheap still. He has you know a pretty decent floor on both sides. He definitely he he has that double bonus potential that you really look for in a guy at this price. Um, block shots, obviously you get double bonus on DraftKings. He gets one goal or one assist and he absolutely breaks the slate. Um, it's a back-to-back, which makes me a little leery, but I do like this game as far as like, you know, the odds of it breaking wide open. Um, I think it could just as easily be a little bit slower pace because it, like I said, is a back-to-back, but I think that's kind of where I'd spend up. Yeah. You know, so like just thinking about it, like mathematically speaking, like, you know, we, we do trust Vegas, a good amount of the time and it's plus 100 that Edmonton or in Ottawa finished with six goals or fewer. And it is just about as likely about minus one Oh nine that Calgary Winnipeg finishes above six goals. So yeah. a quarter of the time you're saying that that game actually has, you know, more total goals than Ottawa Edmonton. And I think you're getting, you know, way less ownership, especially in terms yeah. of game stacks. So uh, I think that's a you know one, a really good place to start and a good way to think about it. Um, for me, I think it's the top tier Carolina guys. You know, the matchup yeah. against Chicago, they might be pretty highly owned, um, but I don't. I think I think Edmonton just keeps that in check, and people aren't going to be able to play Aho, Svechnikov, and Dougie Hamilton together, at least not on DraftKings. Um, on FanDuel, you can pretty much do whatever you want, but. Um, I think that that's a really high, obviously high upside stack uh, to just sort of jam in. So, right. All right. Um, yeah, I think with all that being said, unless if there's anything else you want to get to, I, I think we're nearing the hour mark. So um, yeah, no, just, I'll guess I'll just go first. Thanks everyone for listening again. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday for another slate. I don't know how many games it is right now, but I'm sure it's a good amount. Um, ask questions, comment, let us know your favorite bets. Um, we've had a lot of people reaching out to us on Twitter. Keep doing that. We love talking. I mean, we're never going to like guarantee anything because you can't guarantee anything, but we have, you know, said that these are our favorite bets. I'll continue to do that. Um, I try not to do it every single day because it just gets very repetitive, especially with how many games are just the same. You know, I'm like, Oh, I like Perron tonight. Oops. Hey guys, you never believe it. I like Perron tonight. <laughs> I just, I don't want to do that every like t- three times a week. So I'm not going to do it, but I'll try to get a little different without taking away from actually the bets I'm playing. So um, let us know, Matt, is there anything else? Um, no, I mean, I guess we've talked about a lot of bets here. Uh, do you have a couple favorites that, you know, like you're, you're thinking of? Yeah. So- I think I'm, Oh yeah. You want me to say mine first? Yeah, I can, go ahead. I could add a little bit again. I mean, Jamie Ben to have one point seems real nice. Um, I really am kind of starting to like these to get one point bets. I think that there's, you know, a lot of meat on the bone with them. As you find a guy in that role, I, I just think drafting doesn't adjust for some reason. Um, definitely look on both sides. That one's probably my favorite, although I don't like that game for a lot of points in general. So it's going to be something I consider um, in the long run, but I think I'll definitely have shares of it in parlays. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, do you have one that you want to go with first? Yeah. I mean, the, um, the David Perron, you know, you mentioned it, like, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, great. it's been, it's been the thing. It's the thing we do. We bet David Perron overs and uh, just, you know, looking at his last five games, he has 25 or more DraftKings points in three of those. Like this guy is set up in a position to succeed. And yeah, I think he's mispriced betting wise. He's mispriced on fantasy sites. 
Um, so, you know, very, very much looking forward to David Perron bets here. Yeah. I think, you know, some variation of a Ricard Raquel line, if you can get him as a power play goal or a power play point, like we mentioned, that seems to be something that I'm guessing these odds aren't considering is how many times he is shooting while he's out there. Um, so I would look into that or playing him to just get a point or the easy kind of simple one is just two and a half over minus 134. It seems really likely that's going to happen. So some variation of that I, I really like. Yeah. Um, so my last one is I think if you put on, you know, five, 10 bucks on both Mike Riley and Brad Hunt to score a goal, like not parlay, but like, you know, both of them, uh, Hunt's like plus 950 and Mike Riley's plus 700. Uh, I, I do like both of those guys a lot here. So, um, you know, I just think those are better odds than you're likely to get on most players in similar positions and similar skill sets as they have. So all that said, um, yeah, like DJ said, make sure you're dropping your favorite bets in the either, you know, respond to us on Twitter or in the show comments, uh, leave a review. If you haven't yet much appreciated and be sure to check out the morning's gate podcast, as we've alluded to a few times where we go sort of deep dive on the daily fantasy slate upcoming here. So DJ, anything before we hit the road? No, I think I'm good. Let's get out all of right. here. Yep. We're uh, just hoping that all of these games are actually played and none of them are canceled due to COVID uh, because that's happened to us lately. And it yep. feels just like wasted time when you go all this time talking <laughs> about a game and you don't get to see it actually play out, you know? So, um, all right. So this is the Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets show on the Mayo Media Network. Thank you for listening. See ya. Mm-hmm.